Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Veslian, VeslianStudios.com. Welcome back to Channeling Christ with Reva Christ. I'm Reva Christ. In episode 42, we will be listening to excerpts from the Gospel of the Holy Spirit, which is the first book that I channeled of Christ. During these earlier sessions, I saw the voice of Christ as the Holy Spirit. However, I also addressed him as Father, because I assumed he was God. Only when he allowed me to see him did I know him as Christ. So, throughout the book, there were three faces of Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the early days of my channeling, I was captivated by the Holy Spirit. I learned what it was to have the Spirit upon me, and to feel called to service, and to feel transfixed on a higher astral plane. As I was longing to leave the misery of my own mortality, I found this experience far superior, so I did not turn away from it. I turned toward it, never guessing that it would lead me to the information I now hold. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, we begin episode 42 with a message from Christ. The Gospel of the Holy Spirit is written in one part conversations with Christ and one part dissertations by Jesus, Enoch, and Mother. This is, I also have a part where I actually reveal how I met Mother. And then Baya, who was a messenger of Christ, is also mentioned in the book along with the message she delivered. So we begin with the spirit and the soul. I heard this message. There is no soul in a man full of darkness, but darkness is full of men's souls. What is the difference between the soul and the spirit? I asked. I first thought the answer came from the Holy Spirit, but now that I know Jesus Christ's voice, I know Jesus was speaking to me. The soul is immortal, he said. It is the imprint of your character and your image. The spirit is holy. It is not made of your image, but is an ethereal being unto itself, composed of virtue and purity. Not all humans are spirits. Some are born without spirit, but all humans have souls. The soul is a fragile thing that is easily crushed and destroyed by darkness, rendering it as a ghost to walk the earth in eternity. Take care not to harm the soul, and you will never know the chains of the damned. The condition of your soul directly affects your ability to perceive and experience the holy phenomena of the spirit. I asked, if a man is born without a spirit and he murders his soul, what happens to that man? And Jesus replied, he is nothing. Understand energy is in all things, energy and information. So the man without a spirit or a soul still has energy embedded in his energy wave and that information wave will be released and it will travel to the plane that corresponds to the vibration of the information. But it will be a dark plane because the spirit and the soul are the only sources of light. The soul is the brightest light and the spirit is a dimmer light if there is no soul present. 
without a spirit and a soul, there is no owner, so there is no identity that will survive. The owner of the information that has no spirit and no soul will dissolve into the nevermore. When you choose to come to earth, you come in full knowledge that one day your vessel will die and you will return here to the heavenly planes. When you do not choose to come to earth, but rather are born here through no intention, but that of procreation of materials already present, you are still subject to physical laws which state that at an appointed hour and day, your body will cease to exist and your ethereal components will be surrendered. Those who are born are of many kinds. There are those spirit beings present now in heaven who intend to serve on earth. These beings choose their lineage and their forms and they intend their manifestation even so far as choosing the earth mother that will carry them. There are those who choose to come as a family. All members are present in heaven and all agree to manifest in physical form and use their co-joined creation to benefit the earth. There are also those who are not present in heaven, but those who are merely procreated from materials already present in the procreation process. These are born either with the intention of the parent host or without it. If the parent host, in earnest faith and belief, requests the heavens deliver a child, then the Holy Spirit will bless that gestating infant with a spirit. If the parent host has no faith, but is chosen from on high to receive a spirit child, she may also birth a spirit child. If the parent host has no faith and is not chosen, a child will be produced that is a replica of the parent in mind and body. Diseases and deformities are not conditions that are heaven sent, but genetically occurring anomalies. If a parent knows such anomalies exist in their parentage, it is wise if that parent yields on the side of caution and does not procreate. But many do not think of the consequences of conception. They just conceive as if conception was something that happened all on its own, like the growth of hair or nails. When a child is born that is not intended by heavenly forces or intended by physical forces, yet that child seeks the comfort and knowledge of heaven and its forces. If there is earnest intention toward holiness and a devout passion, that child will receive the Holy Spirit. But know this, not all who ask receive. The Holy Spirit cannot come into one who is dark. The darkness forbids any trespass. The Holy Spirit cannot come into one who is not open or receptive to the Holy Spirit. In order to receive the Holy Spirit, the vessel must be prepared in mind and body. The mind must be open to light, and the heart must not be closed. In order to receive the Holy Spirit, there must be innocence within the mind. These are the ways in which human life come into the world. At the expiration of the body, the soul is released, and by thought alone, its journey is dictated. It is not the thoughts of God that dictate a soul's journey. It is the soul's own thoughts that dictate its journey. Some souls choose to remain on earth, divided by the veil of death. There they have many fates. They watch and guide their loved ones. They relive their deaths. They wander seeking restitution or supplication for unrequited physical events, or they seek revenge. God does not intend nor cause these states. These states are caused by the presence of mind 
of the individual spirit. Make peace with your lives and you will know peace in death. Despite the number of you that populate the earth, there are not that many of you in heaven's realms. Many do not choose the heavenly realms, but instead choose to end all lifetimes. There are those who choose travel in the transcendental realms as opposed to spirit life in one realm, and there are those who choose to lie in wait in lower planes. As you live in life, so you will live after death if you have a soul that survives. But be aware that the soul is fragile and easily destroyed by corruption, and without a soul, you will most certainly not survive death. I begin a new session by copying scriptures. 2 Corinthians 13 and 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Jesus answered me, men do not have the interests of God in their hearts. Men have their own interests in their hearts. Embrace fully the virtuous conduct of the Holy Spirit. See man's world for what it is. It is a giant industry of commerce where every living thing is for sale and every living thing is a product to be consumed, even religion. Do not be blinded by the industrialization of the world. There is more at stake than men's factories and his products. You are not just a worker in man's industries or a consumer of his products and your life is not equal to your function in man's industries your economic status because of man's industries, or your social status because of the profit of man's industries. These things are only a part of man and his industrial nature, which is as cold as the steel and concrete which house his manufacturing factories and industrial plants. When you limit yourselves to your industrial productivity and your commercial worth, you become a part of the machinery that runs man's industries. You are no longer a part of your original nature that is made by God. You were not made by men. Men took you over. They have dominated and subdued you into their world and their industrialized ways. They have fed you their commercial doctrines and turned you into a tool that is judged by the profit you produce or the losses you incur and your value hinges on these things. You have no other value in the eyes of man's industry than the value of your monetary assets. But you were not made by men. You were not produced in a factory on an assembly line, so do not act like you were. Your creation came apart from man and his industries. Do not lose sight of your origins and become merely one of man's statistics, a product on an assembly line with billions of other products that man manufactures. Keep your mind free of man's corporate policies and his politics. These are not God's policies. Keep your mind free from man's industrialized and manufactured cloning, for man's industries clone their workers and turn them into mimics of the corporate body. Free your mind from the enslavement of man's industries and see the life beyond the factories and the mass production of genetically modified materials and do not allow yourself to also be modified. These artificial practices and products are not the work of God and they will not sustain you or save you. 
your life will be prolonged, but you will know the diseases that are the byproduct of man's industries. Your prolonged existence will not be one of health, but of misery. You will outlive all that you love while you become an experiment for the medical industry in order that they have living human guinea pigs on which to practice genetic enhancement research. These artificial practices are not the work of God. Break away from the artificial and return to what is natural, for only what is made of nature is also what is made of God. Reclaim your natural mind and natural will that is connected to God's mind and God's will and experience the freedom and warmth of the real natural world which is heaven and you will know you have left the coldness of man's world which is hell. Do this quickly for the natural world is dying and as each day passes more and more of what belongs to God slips away as it is murdered in favor of man's industries. Those who know the truth of my words let them speak. Tell your friends and family. Spread the word. We must bind together and preserve what God has made. For if the world that God made dies, then so will our connection to God. And if God is no longer here, then hell has won. As long as I have breath in me, hell shall not rule, but in man's persistence to rule the earth and make it a hell for all natural life, I shall be a voice of opposition to hell and a force that keeps heaven alive. Remember and understand the truth of all creation. The concepts of good and evil come from the physical world and refer only to the acts of men, not to the acts of nature or the natural world. For the things of the natural world act naturally without intention. An animal kills another for food, not out of intention, but out of instinct. The storms do not occur with intention, but ravage the land due to atmospheric conditions. There is no intention in the atmosphere. The land may erupt or shake. This occurs without intention, but is the result of conditions pertaining to the planet and these conditions do not have intention behind them. The diseases and illnesses as well as the erosion of all things physical is not intentional. These are conditions of being physical. No force intends them. Disease cells do not intend to cause disease and death does not intend to come. It comes due to the conditions that make its presence possible. But man intends to do willful harm, and he creates weapons to assist him. Man willfully intends to do harm and devises plans and strategies to carry out his vicious ideas. Man forms armies and devises weapons that create death and cruelty, and he does things with willful intent. He corrupts the genetic code through his experiments and through his poisons. He does these things on purpose, and these things create disease, deformities, and death. 
man is not only willful, he is consciously aware of his willful intention to cause death and destruction, and he does so with the lust of death in his veins. This is what makes him a scourge. This is what makes him unnatural. This is why, once he is gone, there will be no more of him. The aberration of nature that comprised his material existence will be eradicated. The imperfection will be removed. The pure and natural design will be restored, and that which does not belong will not come again. The willful lust for violence and destruction, the willful lust for bloodshed, will not come again. I ask Jesus, there are people who debate whether you ate meat. The meat eaters believe you did. Jesus says, let them believe what they want. Their thoughts are not high. How else can they think? The only food you should concern yourself with is food that raises your mind to excellence and purity. The food of God sheds no blood and causes no pain. Do not be deceived. An animal that kills another animal does not kill for the sake of killing. There is no relish in the kill, and there is no industry for killing. All in the herd eat, and what is left is also eaten by scavengers, and then the dust from the bones in turn also feeds the earth. This is nature, but man kills for pleasure and he invents weapons of cruelty intending to cause suffering. And he does not kill to survive, but rather just because it pleases him to kill. And then he takes pleasure in the suffering, and he takes pleasure in carving up the body to use as his trophies to show how mighty he is when he is deplorable, despicable, and disgraceful in the eyes of heaven. And then he builds industries of death and bloodletting, and he destroys animals by the billions, all because people will pay for it to happen. I, it is the leading industry of man's wealth, and the animals languish under cruel conditions while awaiting the cruelty of slaughter. These things are diabolical. They are not natural. No other species on earth does this because all other species hold natural minds. But man holds a mind that is unnatural. And as his mind is unnatural, so his thinking is unnatural, and so are his intentions. He is an aberration of nature. See your flesh food. The animal that is eaten is desecrated. It is murdered. There is no life in it. It dies the moment it is killed. If you believe you are eating life, you believe in a lie. All flesh foods rot before they reach your table. The flesh must be dyed to attain the color of life. What you consume is death, concealed by preservatives and dyes, nothing more. But look at your fruits and vegetables, your grains and nuts. They retain their color from the field to the table. They are the right foods. 
pure and healthy and they feed a pure and healthy mind do not be deceived the hunter lives by the urge to kill the urge to kill does not fill a man's mind with a light no one that kills walks away unscathed the death they cause is on them like a shadow it infests the body and the mind like a disease and once infected killing becomes a habit and the habit that is practiced often enough becomes a behavior pattern that cannot be broken soon there is nothing to satisfy the mind but the act of killing woe is the man whose thirst for blood is so great only killing can appease him for that man will no longer settle for killing an animal he will soon seek to kill his own brother man justifies hunting in the name of conservation yet does nothing to control his own population nature is the true conservationist she controls all populations stop interfering in her work be at peace with the natural world you crave so much stop defiling her with your corruptions there was perfect balance but you have thrown balance into chaos and now you are rejected by the very environment that sustains you if you kill for pleasure then you believe in darkness and it is darkness you honor you do not honor the light your mind was not given to you so that you could turn it into a killing machine your mind was given to you so that you could bring heaven's mercy to earth raise your minds seek higher thoughts and compassionate solutions do not be so eager for the quick kill and when i say do not be so eager for the quick kill i do not mean to initiate the slow kill that is agonizing and torturous i mean do not kill at all reason out your hatred reason out your animosity apply reason to your lust for blood and if you cannot reason with it then lock yourself away you do not deserve to be in a civilized world yay your world is not civilized or it would not allow you to kill you deceive yourselves when you call yourselves civilized there are better choices do not forsake what god has created in order to serve the primitive lust of a savage heart do not forsake god for the sake of food or dark pleasures thank you for speaking with me i said and jesus replied there is no honor greater for man to hold than the honor that he remain upright and protect the purity of his soul there is no tribute greater that a man can pay to god than to remain steadfast and disciplined in his behavior that no temptation of darkness shall ever cause him to fall there is no greater sign of nobility than in him who lays the foundation for virtuous conduct so that others may learn what it is to be pure in heart and mind and may follow the righteous ways of the lord there is no greater need than the need of such teachers to become leaders to teach the gospel of the spirit to know it to live it and to emulate it for all to see and to build communities of like minds and souls so that there may be a clear distinction between those disciples of virtue and those that have fallen in darkness for such a feat there is no equal measure of glory let the gospel of spirit be known and praised as the new covenant of the holy spirit and the laws of the new age of men in christ in our next channeling christ podcast 
we'll listen to a dissertation on death and the mind by Jesus Christ. This is Viva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.